0: it's time for the best 60 minutes of your life this is the homer hour broadcasting live from the gruber law office's one call that's all studio at the avenue in downtown milwaukee alongside former packer brian Balaga. here's emmy award winner homer
1: minutes of your day about to start. Brian Bulaga on the Homer Hour. Just heard him on KBN talking about Media Day. Uh, they now have Media Night. I don't think it was Media Night. Uh, the last time you were there it used to be on Tuesdays or Wednesday, and they've changed it to making it an event like Monday night. Uh, good evening, Brian. Good evening. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. That's good. Um, That's good. All right. uh, Am
0: I right? When was me today? Tuesday? It wasn't Monday night. No, I think it was. I think it was Tuesday night because we got in. I think we got in Sunday night or Monday. I forgot when we got, but I'm pretty sure it was Tuesday. I'm pretty sure it was Tuesday, and it was the afternoon or something
1: like two o'clock. Or I think it was like two o'clock, and then they've decided, and I wisely so to promoted into something an event then it was basically just the media and the media yeah. would talk and then uh, everybody would use the various things at some point later now i think the event itself is live that they care
0: yeah about. i think it, i think it's you know the nfl's turned it in another way to make some advertising dollars why people, not right well people like it
1: i uh i i think yeah. it's good there's no uh there's no reason i don't i don't remember anybody saying it it just seemed like uh, Monday was the day where people arrived or they may have had something with like uh, tables or people would sit at sit at tables and the, the media would sit down. I don't I can't remember. I don't know. That seems like I, it just seemed like Monday was the day you did nothing. People just got yeah.
0: there on Monday. But yeah, I don't remember doing anything. Media yeah, I think Tuesday media. Monday. And
1: then later in the week, there wasn't there a time when you'd sit down at a table with members of the media or something?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was like every, that was like after every practice.
1: Oh, okay, all right.
0: Almost every day we did that, and it would be you'd be in there because you know when you're in the locker room, you know you could normally get away with doing ten to fifteen minutes of media and kind of like, hey guys, I got to go shower, I got to get to meetings in twenty minutes, I got to grab a bite to eat, so you could kind of excuse your way out of there, but not in the Super Bowl week. You got to go sit at the table and- forever. Oh yeah, and you know the thing is. And, you know, I get it. Like, the media members have their job to do. And it's a tough job, especially getting all the stories and generating the buzz. But, man, you would sit down at that table and, you know, the first wave of people would come, you'd answer a bunch of questions. And the
1: same questions again with the second wave.
0: Yes, exactly. And the
1: same questions again with the third wave.
0: Yeah, so you just had to make sure your answers were like literally consistent every time through, uh, so that you know you didn't get a quote here, a quote there, and they're all different. And um, so you know, as a rookie, as you know, that's what I was. It was it was a stressful week with media because you don't want to create any buzz that isn't necessary for your team. Uh, That was the most media I did all season. So you know, you're just sitting down at the table, just trying to give plain Jane answers. And obviously that's not what the media wants. Were you given
1: advice by the coaching staff or anybody as to how to handle it before it occurred?
0: Not really. Not really. Just kind of from the media staff. um, Hey, like you're going to get questions about literally everything. Just smart answers, be yourself, have fun. But you know, don't, don't say anything you normally wouldn't, you know, when you're sitting in your locker at Lambeau field. So, I kind of treated it that way and you know, always, you know, when you're at the when you're at the stadium doing the media, if you did media, you know, you'd get into the old line room and you'd, you know, catch a bunch of flacca from uh, you know, all the veteran old line, you know, oh media darling, media darling, and now this time you had to do it. So I just tried <laughs> I just tried to make the answers short and sweet and as quick as possible and be very vanilla.
1: If somebody had asked you and they were going to it this year, what would you tell them? What, what would you tell them that their approach should be?
0: Well, you know, you get older, and, and I would look at it more if I would have gone back. Um, make it – be have more fun with it. Enjoy it a little bit more. Um, obviously, make sure the answers you give are in line with the team and the messaging that you want to send um, to the media and to the fan base. But, you know, have more fun with it. Enjoy it. You know, it is it is a fun time. You get to talk to a lot of different media members from around the world and, um, you know, kind of expand your audience. So it, it would be something more that I, if I went back a second time, I, I would just enjoy it more, have more fun, um, kind of make it uh, more of an experience than, you know, hey, I don't want to say anything wrong here and be more, you know, treading water, so to speak.
1: Yeah, because that to me – I would just have been terrible. It's not worth it. The risk of saying something. uh, Did you say that? Uh, Yeah. Well, I I just, I don't want to hear. I don't care about talking to the media. I just don't want to hear from a position coach or anybody on my team about anything I did. Is that accurate?
0: Yeah. I mean, the last thing you want to do is be a distraction in Super Bowl week, right? Like there's so much going on and, and there's so much on everybody's plate. Um, not just with, you know, obviously getting ready for the game, right? Like that's obviously the main course, but like everything that comes with it, you know, setting up your families, getting their tickets, getting their hotel rooms. Um, Hold doing on. It- Let me
1: interject though. People hate when I do this and I don't care, but yeah. <laughs> does it take that much time? Do you have that many family? I've, I've always wanted to, what's the truth of that? Everybody mentions, is it, and is it that big a pain or does, did you have to come up with 50 tickets or did you say, look, I how how big yeah, no. a hassle is it and how did you try to sure. handle it? Because I'm guessing you figured it out even as a rookie. I just yes. got to worry about the damn game. I'm sorry. Taking care of the family just ain't at the same level. But you're very nice, so maybe it was.
0: Well, you know, I, I looked at it from a point of, I mean, obviously my wife now, she, you know, we she was living with me in Green Bay at the time and um I mean, I kind of essentially told her, hey, you got to handle this stuff. Like, you know, yeah. I'll get the tickets. Um, I'll Like when we did all the ticketing and stuff in, in Lambeau Field before we left, you know, I signed all the forms. I did everything, the hotel rooms and everything like that. I, I did it all. And How I many tickets did
1: hey, you ask for?
0: Um, you get 14. Woo! So, or you get, I think, seven or eight, then you can buy the extra up to 14. So I did all of them. And we, uh, you know, obviously I had everyone, you know, as many people as any you know, player, the, you
1: know, that got more than 14 or wanted more than 14.
0: I'm sure there was, I, you know, I back, guys to your, were asking, back to your story. Well, no, I was just thinking know,
1: that one players would get on and play. And go.
0: So you needed 30. Come yeah, on. I mean, I mean the, that would have been your game check gone cuz those tickets were not cheap it's not like they gave them to us for a 300 a deal. bucks a
1: ticket i think something like oh, that oh
0: way more wow way way more way like,
1: more
0: yes 500 700 I
1: mean, yeah i a think th- like
0: se- i think like 750 okay all right or something like that they they were they were not cheap um but i i essentially told abby i was like listen like i got everything set up but everything after this like you got to take care of it like i can't be like, when I get the tickets, I'll give them all to you. You take them uh, when you get it. Because she flew with all the, um, you know, the the coaches' wives and everything like that on a separate plane. So she got in before my parents and my brother and my sister and her fiancé and my brother's wife, you know, and everyone. So she got to the hotel room, got everything set up for everyone. Where did everyone you tell anybody,
1: no, I don't have tickets, or did Abby? Uh, or were you able there, to get, handle everyone?
0: Uh, I got a couple requests that I was just like, nah. No, all right. we're we're we full. We're good. We, we I don't I don't get that many tickets, and um, but yeah, I mean you you would get requests from a lot of people that you hadn't heard from in a long time, and they want the Super Bowl tickets. Like they didn't want any tickets during the regular you know season. <laughs> they do not want those tickets. They wanted the Super Bowl tickets. Oh, we'll pay for them and be like, hey, I, I'm sure you will, but like I'm you know I, I I I'm I'm maxed out here. I got all the tickets are gone. They're spoken for. So. It was uh, it was one of those things. Like once I got done my main responsibility of getting the tickets, getting the hotel rooms, I was done. I was like, I'm out. I can't do it. I can't deal with everyone's requests and um. And how did she
1: say it went? Did she say it was easier than I
0: thought, or oh my god, I couldn't wait for this to be over? You know, I I think, you know, talking to her about it, I think it went smoothly. I mean, it was all family, so I think it went uh, smoother than anticipated uh obviously handing tickets out to family members is pretty easy i think the hardest part was coordinating getting her onto the field after the game and my brother and there were people did in you charge seats.
1: anybody or did you give them to them for free because you're a nice
0: guy i didn't charge anyone for tickets yeah that's the brian bulaga we know yeah i covered the hotels i covered the tickets you covered everything did anybody
1: offer or give you money i don't need specifics uh, no Wow! Well,
0: I, I didn't expect anything. I didn't expect anything. I know um, who I'm asking if
1: they ever Packers ever go again. <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't expect wow. anything. Listen, what I a mean, nice you, guy! So that is, I'm taking that's thirty grand. Am I somewhere?
0: You're probably ballpark close to right, the hotel okay. room, wow. or like that. You yeah, are. Was probably, I knew
1: you were nice. I didn't know you were that nice.
0: You know, I just looked at it as, hey, I better win this game so my paycheck's bigger, so that it it's not that. As big of a dent as it would be if we lost the game. Obviously, the winning team gets a bigger share. So it's like, hey, we better win this so that I, that half my check is gone for paying for people's tickets and hotels. Um, but no, it, you know what? You you look at it. At least I looked at it as there were so many people that helped me get to the point that I was in my career at that point. My family, my you know my brother, and everyone that you know providing a hotel and tickets to the Super Bowl was you know. That, that, that was nothing to me. And I, and I wanted all my family to be there for it. So um, easy decision. Easy decision. Now, right. I, I, I did not pay for everyone's flights. That You had to get yourself there. Like, oh, that was cool. the one thing. Like, hey, like, I'll, you know, I'll get the tickets in the hotel room, but, like, I can't. I'm not paying for the flights. So if you want to go, you can get yourself there. Um, well, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think it's fair. I mean, it's, it's also nice.
1: totally fair. You're being nice, but it's uh, you, there is even a limit to how nice you are. Aside from this, the the part that always fascinated me was what you did the first week. It's uncommon to everything. Did you do nothing, or is too much time a hassle rather than a benefit? What's. You know, like you mean the week
0: we got in, like the week we got to Dallas? Well, I
1: don't know, but you have two weeks from the. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So... So we'll get right into that. Like, obviously, the week before we even traveled. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we got two days off and then we went back full pads every day, just going hard every day. Like it was, it was a grind, man. It felt like, uh, felt like training camp a little bit. The practices we were doing, it it was, uh, coach McCarthy did not take it easy on guys and let guys kind of slowly get back into the week. It was, Hey, you got two days off kind of like a regular season week. Um, you know, he got Monday off, then he gave us Tuesday off, and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we were we were going. Like we were rolling. Um full pads, a lot of And you uh, know there's no way they're doing that way anymore. There's no, no chance. No, there's no way. It the the mindset and the science and everything behind it has changed completely. I mean, it was I mean, like obviously like Chad Clifton, you know, he, he didn't practice much anyway, so he he didn't do much, but for everyone else, we were, we were going, and we were getting ready for Pittsburgh, installing the game plan, you know, bits and pieces of it early, seeing what looked good, what didn't look good, and obviously we had a really good advantage because Dom Capers' defense was very similar to what the Pittsburgh Steelers did. So we would do Packers versus Packers um, versus very similar looks that we would be getting in the Super Bowl. So – there was that benefit to the entire thing, but I will say this: when we got to Dallas and we started practicing, those practices were so intense, so ramped up, so focused, so physical. Um, it, it was unbelievable. Like I mean, they were so crisp,
1: like so nothing clean. all season long. The most intense of anything, even the even even training camp
0: uh well obviously training gives a different vibe right like right but from the far from the
1: time the season started there was nothing like what you did
0: no nothing wow. I mean it was it was laser focus um guys were locked in dialed in it was obviously very physical very very physical guys were juiced up ready to go there was no and this was all like with the weird stuff going on down there with the ice storms, we were supposed to practice at SMU. Their outdoor field was iced over. So we moved to some, you know, one of these Texas high school indoor facilities that these super high schools have. And we were practicing at a high school indoor facility for the whole week. And I mean, it was really nice. I mean, the high school and, you know, had an indoor turf field, which was ridiculous, but, um, we were indoors and the practices were, they were crazy focused. And, you know, like I said, nothing that I ever remembered during the season um, even came close to that. I mean, it was laser focused and like, you know, y- you go into the game confident that, Hey, I, we can, we can win this game. We could beat the Steelers. But after that week of practice, you I mean, you felt so prepared. Like you, I felt overly prepared for the game that, you know, yeah, I may get beat by Lamar Woodley once or twice. He may get me. But from a game plan perspective, um, the assignments, the detail, everything. Like, I was so locked in and focused. Uh, and then extra meeting times at night. Obviously, we had nothing to do. We were, you know, the hotel we were in was where we did all the meetings. So, like, there'd be extra meeting time. And I'd meet with Campy a little bit more after all the guys left just to feel like if I had any questions or any concerns or to watch over a couple more things, I did that, especially, you know, as a young guy in such a big moment. So it was a really, really uh, good week of prep. And, you know, I'm sure that's how a lot of these teams feel that they had a great week of prep. Um, and they feel really sharp, but obviously that can't be true for everyone because there's a winner and a loser, but it, uh, it was crazy. It, w- it was really awesome, and like just to live that again, I would have gave anything because of how um, focused you felt in those practices and how dialed in you felt. It was it was awesome.
1: And if a team was to advise and ask your advice, you would even if you would suggest that that's the best approach. Very yeah. intense. Very. Maybe everybody's like that anyway. I don't know. I'm sure there is. Yeah.
0: I mean, to me, it would be hey how things have gone, how you practiced in season, you know, there's a lot of games that you have to think about, get ready for. This is one and done, right? This is it. This is, this is the finale. Like leave everything on the practice field so that when you get out there on Sunday night, you know, there, there's nothing left to be questioned. Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you go hard enough in practice? Is your wind up all that kind of thing? Like there's no questions out there. It's, we did everything humanly possible to get ready to go play this game. And um, that would be my suggestion. I'm not saying you need to do nine on seven, you know, beat the hell out of each other all week. I'm not saying that, but like the attention to detail, um, the focus, obviously there's going to be intensity and physicality in practice um, no matter what, but make sure guys are locked in and clicked in, that they're ready to go because that was that week of prep with the practice squad guys. I've never gotten a better look. I can't remember getting a better look for the rest of my career than that week against our practice squad players and backups. Like it was so good that like, you felt like you were in a game every practice. That's how intense it was. And that's what it felt like. If you got beat in practice, like y- you would have lost the game. Like if I get beaten practice, I- I'm going to, I'm going to lose the game for us on Sunday. So like guys were that focused, um, which was, which was just awesome. It, I mean, and I'm sure, you know, coach McCarthy and the coaching staff, you know, they were loving what they were seeing because they hadn't seen anything like that practice-wise from us probably since late in training camp when we were about to get ready to ramp up to play week one.
1: Brian Bulaga, so popular questions. He's always wanted questions. Now you have time. 1-800-990-3776. 1-800-990-3776. I met people today. They had questions that they wanted me to ask him. So I've got others' questions and yours They might make the list. We'll find out. Second quarter, next. Go beyond your field of study and get a world-class education in leadership by joining the U.S. Army ROTC. As an Army officer, you'll work side-by-side with peers who support your growth, and you'll become a role model, mentor, and decision-maker. In any environment, at any scale. It's a challenging path, but along the way, you'll sharpen your skills and show yourself and those around you exactly what you're capable of. Decide to lead at GoArmy.com officer or contact your local Marquette University Army ROTC program to get started. The Homer Hour, Brian Bulaga, everybody has questions for him. And now we have time to take them. Raleigh in Oak Creek, you're on with Brian Bulaga, the doctor of football. Let her fly. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Thanks for taking my call again. Um, uh, no problem. Most, Pack, most Packer fans have noticed the pre snap routine has changed quite a bit since Rodgers left. Um, for example, love doesn't use the heart count, and uh, there's a lot more motion now. Uh, is there a, a, how does it affect your line play? To make it harder or more difficult, or, or, what do you need to pay attention to now?
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a great question. I think obviously the hard count is something Jordan Love is going to grow into as he gets more comfortable with seeing everything and doing everything. Explain that's something... what that is
1: for people don't that don't even understand.
0: Yeah. So the hard count. Is obviously going through the cadence once or twice, trying to get the defense to jump off sides, and 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 that's kind of a art, right? Like Aaron's was so smooth, so uh, rhythmatic. So that,
1: how do you know when he's going to then snap the ball?
0: What? Oh well, we we knew the snap count. Like there, this was all stuff that we had gone through throughout the week and how he was going to do it and all the different cadences that we had. We we knew all the different things that he could do and and when he would. For those who
1: don't know, does he snap on a particular word or sound or
0: what? Uh, I'm not going to give it away because I know they, they do the same thing now. So so what'd you do in college? uh, In college, it was, I think we just, it would normally be on one or two and the ball would get snapped on the set hut on hut. It would go. Um, It's different in green Bay. It's a different, we, we don't, it's done a different way. And I know that hasn't changed. I know it hasn't changed. So, I'm not going to give away that. Secret. Well, you don't have
1: to, but let's say back in Cuts, like so. When when the quarterback says "sud" and then goes "hut," the defense knows exactly when the ball is going to be snapped. Isn't there a point of trying to make it difficult for them to figure it out or not?
0: Well, yeah, that's why you do the hard counts and, and different cadences. But in college, and, and you don't do that much. Not not as much, no. Oh, all right. Not not as much. Uh, Aaron Aaron had such a big brain that he could do all these different things and still. <laughs> and be able to focus on a defense while going through multiple cadences and things like that. Um, Now, the second part of that was with the motions. Obviously the motions are up. Um, That's good for a guy like Jordan Love because that helps him decipher a defense a lot easier. He can tell man to zone and things of that nature and kind of get defenses to give, you know, show their hand early. All right. So if the
1: guy follows him, it's man. If the guy doesn't follow him, it's zone. So most
0: of the time, it's yeah, that simple, most the time, right? Yeah, okay. yeah it's, it's it's pretty simple. But you can also see if it's going to be one high man, two high man. You can get defenses to to show their hand and what they're doing, or show a pressure or something of that nature. So you why does so why doesn't everybody do well, motion? Because, because not, I mean, uh, you look at a lot of these good offenses; they do do them, oh, right? right? Like okay. a, a lot of the good offenses do a lot of motion. Um, We're going to see quite a bit of that with San Francisco this week, uh, especially with Spagnola's blitz uh, packages and things like that. But what that does, too, while it is harder on an offensive line to decipher with the moving parts and shifting linebackers, if the offensive line is keyed in, the motion is also very good for them because it can give them angles on linebackers. It can help the linemen if they're playing with their eyes up and not just focused on their one little job can give them tips and things that can help them out in their pass set and their run blocking assignment and help give them leverage. So um, the motions and the hard counts and all that are all positives. And Aaron, we did plenty of motion. Obviously I think the motion kind of slowed down a little bit once Aaron started being in the floor system a little bit more. Aaron didn't like as much motion, at least from, to my knowledge, but uh, I think he got used to it, but the motion gives the offense, a good tell on the defense. And and obviously with Jordan love, that's a big positive for him. It helps him out. And as this line, you know, kind of gets better and better and develops and matures more, they're going to use that motion and what that does to a defense to their advantage as well.
1: Now, see, if I see Aaron the next time, I'm going to say, what is wrong with you? How can you be against motion? Everything Bulaga told me says that motion is good. And then he says that you did less motion. What is your problem? What would, well, he, think, what would he say I, I, to
0: me? Well, I think he would say that. Well, he would first tell you that uh, he's wrong. I love motion. Would be what he said because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> motion is great. Is what he would probably say first. And he would say blogging doesn't know what he's talking about, which he, sh- he, he, he may be right. I don't know, but maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. No, <laughs> but, I don't buy that. Yeah, go ahead. I, I know but you're but, right.
1: He would say the first part. I agree but, but with uh, you there.
0: But I think for him, right the amount of motion that the LaFleur offense does sometimes can slow down his operation right the way he wants to do it um, how he snaps at a certain time he's got the look already he doesn't need right. another he motion. doesn't need the motion to know what's going on
1: i already yeah. know what's going on cut the motion out right
0: yeah yeah okay. that's the way that's that. the way he that's the way i think he cuz like i said big brain dude he he knew what was going on probably 90% of the time so he didn't need all of that. And I'm not saying Jordan Love doesn't know what's going on, but it helps him. It gives him a lot of the answers to the test with these motions and and what it does, to defenses. So um, listen, two different quarterbacks, Jordan Love may get in three, four years into the system until LaFleur. Hey, let's cool it on the motion a little bit. Like I don't need as much of it. The offense doesn't need as much of it, you know, things of that nature, but it's built into the run game quite a bit. It's built into the pass game quite a bit, but all those things can be tailored to the quarterback and what he likes. And obviously that's something that was done with Aaron. And obviously with Jordan Love running the system and it's his first year running it, it's going to be like I told you early on when we first got on the radio together. This is going to be Matt LaFleur's system and, and Jordan Love's going to run it. And that's kind of what we've seen. So, um, All right,
1: one other question for Aaron, the answer. Maybe you know what's doing, but maybe the motion makes it tougher on the defense. Is that a factor or not?
0: Yeah, it could. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes it tougher on a defense because they have to they have to respect the motion. They have to respect jet sweeps and things like that. Linebackers have to shift to the strength of the def or strength of the offense and realign. And if they're an under front, which means they play a nose tackle to the strength of the defense and the strength shifts, then they have to shift the line over and you may get out of position. And so there's things that happen. Mid motion during a play that defenses has, have to adjust to, and if they don't adjust to it, it can play right into the offense's hands. So um, it does make things more confusing. But again, like I said, it like when you have such a smart quarterback, and at the time with the line that we had, we were a, we were a high thinking line. Uh, we can make a lot of these adjustments on the fly and, and and react to it. Where sometimes you know we saw early on with this offensive line in particular that the Packers had this year. They had a hard time the first eight weeks really, you know, kind of locking in on this and and figuring it out. And their angles were bad. Their timing was bad. Things weren't looking great. And then they finally started to pick it up, and the offense started to look really good. But it's something that I think Jordan Love's going to continue to utilize. And the snap count is something he's definitely going to have to utilize. You cannot go on one all the time in the NFL. It's got to change. You've got to help out your offensive linemen. That's our number one weapon. That's it. Knowing where, what the play is and the snap count. If if we don't have to if we don't have the snap count as a weapon, we're in trouble because we need that. That's a big deal. Such a big deal that you won't even tell us how they do it in Green Bay. Correct. I will not tell you. I will not tell Just
1: you. Just out of curiosity before we break, anything else you won't tell us that's that important that we now have a snap count level information so important that the doctor of football will not tell us. I mean we'd like to know what
0: Yeah I, I just won't I just won't I know you convinced us it, it, anything yeah. else that you, you won't
1: tell us because it's CIA no, level. All right. No I don't, I don't think
0: there's... I don't yeah snap count listen and the the reason why that's like o line code right like I've, I'm i I'm not dip, arguing it, with you. I have no problem
1: yeah. with you have you can set whatever yeah. you rules you want. I just I now know there's a certain level there's some things that are snap count level and you're just not telling us. Okay. That's yeah. good. I'm right I, I I do
0: have limits. Yeah, limits. <laughs> yes.
1: All right. We'll see what else there because I have a follow up question. That was you were talking about the, and uh, run blocking versus pass blocking. And then uh, I don't know. I heard Mark Tauscher say he was called maybe for holding three or four times in his career. That's incredible if it's that low. I don't know that if you remember. Incredible. I don't know if you remember your total. But again, run blocking versus pass blocking. The Chicken Man says, would you ask him a good question? And uh, so he, <laughs> he said that was it, so that'll be next, third quarter. Saganiac <laughs> Planning, it name synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service. I've said that for years. Wrong. Saganiac Planning, and name synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service, and doing it well for over 50 years. Family-owned, over 50 years. That's how the complicated can be easy. Simplify confusing insurance decisions. Not hard when you've been doing it well for over 50 years. Come up with level-funded health insurance. Yep, better than 50 years. Saganiac Planning, a name synonymous with employee benefits, top-notch service, and doing it well for better than 50 years. That's the only way to say it. Saganiac Planning, the phone number's still easy. Just remember 783 783 Roger Maris Roger Maris sixty one sixty one Yeah, we learned more about the doctor of football Brian Bulaga. He loves us, but not enough to tell us the snap count for the Green Bay Packers. I'm not the slightest bit bothered, but
0: <laughs> some secrets, man. You that's good. Can't, you, you can't give them up. I don't. I don't even
1: know up. what a, what to ask. That might be another secret. Um,
0: uh, I mean, there's not many. I mean, like. I look at it because it's a true competitive advantage. And, right, like Aaron learned it from Favre. Obviously, Jordan Love learned it from Aaron. And
1: it's the same? It's been – they've been – wow.
0: Obviously, cadences and, like, the way their voices and the rhythm of their voice changes. But they've – if I were to guess, if you were to play all three of them – um on a video and, and you would hear each one of them, they would sound very similar. Okay. They would sound very similar. And each guy has their own thing. But I would imagine that things sound very familiar, especially the way Jordan Love probably learned from Aaron. But I, I, I can honestly say, now I've watched a lot of football. I've listened to a lot of football, the hard copies and, and listening to things. Um, there's no one that has a better snap count than Aaron Rodgers. They're just not. They're, it's, what? It's, it, nope, nope. <laughs> Well, you
1: can't, you you could can't be, explain how you can say that.
0: I'm not I arguing
1: say, with you, but I don't. I mean, that's like somebody has a better sneeze than somebody else. Come on. It's no, a no, 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 okay. no, no.
0: No, there isn't. There is an art to it. All there right. What's is an the art? art to it? The, 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 be, be, because it's the timing. It's the, the it's the tempo of his voice, his cadence of saying, you know, the green 18, green, you know, how he goes through everything. Um, Obviously, as an offensive line, uh, there would be times where we would just come up with words. And he'd come up to the line of scrimmage and would say a word and bang, the ball was snapped and we were off. Like, And this could be, you know, it, it could be a word that we were talking about at the Do you O-line think it's dinner.
1: because he studied the idea more or it's just the way he was?
0: I think, he, well, I think he definitely put a lot of thought into it and he, and he looked at it because obviously we all talked a bunch again. He came out to O-line dinner every week with us. We were all very close. He wanted, because he knew the responsibility that was on our shoulders to give him time, right? Like he understood the gravity of the situation, right? Like, I don't know. I'm listening. No, I'm saying he knew that he held the ball a little bit longer than other quarterbacks. He didn't make it, always easy for us, which no one expected it to be. But if he could give us an advantage and the team an advantage by changing the snap count, having unique snap counts um, that would benefit us, he was going to do it. And he did it really, really well. And defenses could never time him up. They could never understand why we snapped the ball. We got more guys to jump off sides than I could even fathom and have free plays. Like I, I guarantee you, there's got to be a stat somewhere, and you know maybe we can pull this. Maybe we could find it in a different show at a different time. How many offside penalties are you know free plays that Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he inside. he
1: holds the NFL record on that. I don't think anybody's yeah. going to argue that.
0: Yeah, like, no so one... like, and that's all snap count. That's all snap count, and the defenses having no idea when that ball was getting pulled. And you would be an offensive lineman in this system, and you would be two kick sets into your pass set. Before the defensive lineman even moved, because he he didn't want to be offsides. He didn't want to be the guy that gave the Packers a free play, and Jordy Nelson would be wide open downfield, giving up a touchdown. So, like the D linemen played more cautious. They weren't firing off the ball, um, and we finally evolved that into our silent count as well. And we got really good at that. So when we were on the road, and there was no um, verbal cadence, we carried couldn't it out the road. Right? Yeah. So. We, yeah, so we developed a really good silent cadence as well. So um it's all part of the process and learning and and, and everyone getting on the same page, but there was no one better. I, I you can't convince me. I just
1: So even though even though he held the ball longer, in general, he made your job easier as an offensive lineman, accurate or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, because he gave us such an advantage off the get, right? Like right off the snap, we had an advantage. Right, we, we, we felt like we were off the ball before the D linemen and we could get to a spot before they started their rush. Um obviously there's always outliers of that, you know, maybe the D lineman guesses right, but for the most part we felt really good um about getting off the ball before the D linemen and that's that's a crazy. So did to you make any down.
1: suggestions of any of this stuff when you went to the Chargers? Like, hey, you might wanna
0: or no? Yeah, you would make suggestions, but the, they uh, they did especially listen. with yeah especially with Herbert as a young guy you were, you would just like tell him hey man we got to change the cadence at least go on two like you can't always go on one I know you did that at Oregon and it was really good and you clapped your hands and the ball would you know like that was really cool but you got to change the cadence <laughs> like we can't go on did he one all yeah he did he all did right. he got be- he got better at it and, you know, I, the more I watch Charger games now he he changes the cadence which is good. Um, but obviously when, when you're a young guy and that's why I kind of say, you know, answer that the way I did with Jordan love, when you're a young guy, man, like you don't want to be thinking about going through this cadence. I mean, we saw the thing that happened when they did the QB sneak and he, he didn't get it. Remember he was calling for the ball and the ball came when he didn't expect yes. it. And that's the kind of stuff that happens when you're thinking about a lot of other things and, you know, you're the snap count is the last thing on your mind. You go on one, you become predictable. Um, and that's and, and that's you know, that's just the thing that Jordan's gonna get comfortable with as he gets older that he could dial into that a little bit more and use that to an advantage.
1: Talking with the Doctor Football Bribulaga, Rick in West Allis. We'll see if he waits through the break, cause we need a break now. He'll be part of the fourth quarter, along with my question. A friend also asked. That offense would have been way better, Rodgers, last year, if he'd have listened and run more of LaFleur's offense than what he wanted personally. Next. Fisco Autobody, I admit I tell you about him so you'll like me. How does that work? Well, you go to Fisco Autobody and Forest Home and Franklin. Fisco Autobody and Forest Home and Franklin, they're so good. You're so happy you got your Autobody place forever. Think, wow, Homer, he knows what he's talking about. They like me more. I like that. It's easy with Fisco Autobody. Family business, owned since 1931. As I say, it's not what they do, it's who they are. So by the time they're doing it for you, they've been doing it so many times. It's easy. They won't tell you it's easy, but the quality of their work will tell you it must be. Fisco Autobody on Forest Home and Franklin. On Forest Home and Franklin. Fisco, Fisco, Fisco to remember the name. Dr. Football, Brian Bulaga, it's the Homer Hour. Did Rick wait long enough so that we can get him on now? We'll find out right now. Rick in West Allis. You're on with Brian Bulaga. Let her fly.
0: Hello, Brian and Homer. Thank you for having me on. Uh, Hey, Brian, I appreciate you being on the show because you're so insightful. I'll get to the point. Um, I have two questions, really. Who was the most challenging player that you ever played against personally, like in a matchup situation, whether it be college or pro, and what do you think was the best game you actually ever played as far as your performance. Wow, great. Second oh. question. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good question. So, I mean, I, I feel like the first question, there's so many different players that bring different challenges and, and do different things that, you know, you, you look at from a matchup standpoint, who would be a nightmare. And I always say it and I played with them. Fortunately, I got to, it was a, it was a blessing for me. It was Julius Peppers. Um, just an overall matchup nightmare for really any tackle with his size and strength and speed. Um, but the guy that always gave me problems and I, Hey, I'm well-documented I'll and I give the guy his credit because uh, he's the only guy that I've given up more than th- I gave up four sacks to him throughout my career. He just had my number the first two times we played was Cameron wake from Miami Homer. And I, we talked about this Yep. Um, really good player. Uh, just for some reason, just had my number. And you know, it's just one of those things that you just kind of to... he had to
1: do something that was tough for you to handle, or he surprised you, or he was quicker no, than he thought, or he
0: did You know, he he had a really good move and we talked about this. He had a really good move where he would be able to with his outside arm, so that would be his left arm, would be able to grab my the behind my right shoulder, my right shoulder pad, square his hips up midair as he Chopped and jumped and grabbed my outside pad and pull his body through with his hips square to the quarterback. So when you went to go turn and run him by the quarterback, he was already running straight at the quarterback and you couldn't run him high and wide. So when you would prepare for that, then and those that's what he beat. And no, me at nobody time. else
1: you played against clearly could do that like he could. Not
0: not to that level. Like Demarcus right. Lawrence does it for the Cowboys. I'm not saying he's not good at it, but he's not as effective at it as um, Cameron Wake. Cameron Wake was just ridiculously good at it. And I can guarantee if you went back and looked at majority of his sacks, that's what they came from that move because it was that good. Um, And probably, you know, think about the best game I played. I mean, man, you know, I I would say I I, I don't look at games – per se, I look at stretches of games, right? Like I I look at a stretch of games and in 2019, uh, I had a stretch of games early on in the season against like a murderer's row of pass rushers. Demarcus Lawrence in Dallas, Von Miller, um, that first year with LaFleur, Khalil Mack week one. And then week two, I think I'd have to check who he played. Um, I'll, I'll look it up, but, it, it was a murderer's row of of pass rushers. And I played, um, you know, I played all, I think I gave up one or two pressures, no sacks, no hits. Um, and that was probably the best stretch of tackle play that I remember from my career. So did I the played. staff
1: ever say against this murder's row, you need help? And you went, I, I don't need any help. Or did that, did that, does that discussion ever occur?
0: No, not really. Oh, okay. Not really. It was just one of those things where, um, Expected to go out there and and win. Well right? so then like I'm assuming would, they almost never gave you help. Not not much. So like okay, right. so I got this so I got the schedule up. So week one, Bears, so Khalil Mack. Week two, Daniil Hunter. All by yourself. Week, yeah. Then huh. yeah, week three, Von Miller. Week four the Eagles with Brandon Graham and those guys. I, I can't week, Von
1: Miller seems impossible to stop. And you did?
0: Am I overrating he, how he, good he is? He, he, no, he's, he's very good. He got a couple pressures, but no sacks or QB hits. And right. then the Cowboys and that, in Dallas, and then the Lions, um, and then the Raiders. And that, I mean, it was probably the best stretch that I've had. Then I gave up a sack against the Chiefs in Kansas City on a really bad mistake on my part. Just got this bad mistake. But so it was like one of the cleanest stretches of football I've had in my career and, I, and in 2011 I didn't give up a sack you know I played really clean that year but like you look at the quality of opponent and you look at how you did throughout that stretch and that was probably one of the cleanest stretches of football against really good opponents that I had um, in, in my 2011 career. well 2019
1: oh 19 I'm sorry I didn't think
0: yeah 19 okay. So did you, you never got help? Name the times you ever got help. No, I mean, Zero? I got, I mean, listen, I got help. I mean, they, they would, they would, uh, you know, there'd be times where tight ends would line up next to you. Maybe they would thump the tight end or the DN on their way out. But I mean, the, the scheme and, you know, sometimes you'd get the slide your way. It all just depends on the defense and the play call. And where were you able to get help? Um, the LaFleur system builds in help, like, Not where they like, hey, we're parking the tight end next to you and he's going to block with you. That's not really a thing anymore in the NFL uh, because you need as many guys out as you can in the route, um, in the route tree. But there's things you can do to help a tackle without actually helping him per se, right? Like you could slide that way or you can have a running back release out of the flat that way where the DN may think he's getting chipped, but he's not. Um, There are certain things you can do. But for the most part, I mean, I think I got a couple thumps against – Von Miller at home. Um, but after that, like, they're just, you're expected to win one-on-one matchups. And that's the reality. I think week one, I might have got a thump against Khalil Mack um, early in the game. Then after that, they kind of said, and it was a 10-7 to game. So, like, hey, we need to try to score points so we can't be, like, wasting All right, tight ends. So, end. for
1: people don't understand, explain what you mean when you say thump.
0: So, the tight end would line up next to you and chip the D end as he went out into his route. Um, which, hey, as tackles, you love it because hey, the 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 tight ends taking some steam off that DN, you know, right off the get, and you can get into your set and and get comfortable before that DN makes his rush, um, and you love it, right? Like you, you, hey, I'd take a listen, I'd take a thump every play if I could get it. But All right, we got one minute board.
1: left, and I know you're back on Thursday. I think we do this again till the Super Bowl, right? Y- that's correct. All right, so. The offense would have been better, Rogers, last year if he'd have played more of Lafleur's system than what he, Rogers, wanted to do. And we all believe that because of what we saw how well these young kids played in the Lafleur system this past year. Agree or disagree?
0: I, I disagree. I think the talent was better this year for him.
1: All right, I we'll let. I, hold on, we'll let you. Can start with that because it needs way more time. But you yeah, would. Yes. You would disagree is your position, and you'll explain it Thursday, right?
0: Yes, I will. I will explain Thursday.
1: Alright. Man. Actually, I think Monday continues all year with the Doctor of Football. Thursday, I think this is the last Thursday. Am I right there? You,
0: you are correct.
1: You are correct. Like You're going to be on 20 other shows as well. <laughs> Bulaga's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger on uh, ESPN. Alright. Do they, are they at Potawatomi today? No. Pato ended. Boot lasted longer than. And now, how many wins for the Packers this next season? Uh, 7 or 8, 9 or 10, or no, is that what we had?
0: 7 or 8, 9 or ten, ten or
1: 11. Or 12 or 13. 12, more or, than, 12 or more. More than 13. I, I think they're going to win 10 games next year. Doc, what do you say? Yep, 10 to 11. 10 to 11, all right. Whatever's next. It can't be this good.